Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. Well, all right. Thank you very much, Johnny. And it is time for another Student of the Gun University podcast. Yes, indeed. It is I, your host, Paul Markle. And we're going to continue as... Well, as you would expect, I told you we were going to do a four-part series, and that is exactly what we're doing. Uh, The first part of the four pillars of combat, we discussed mindset, and that was uh, episode number 17017. If you didn't catch it, go back and do so. And then we had uh, episode 018, episode 18, and that was tactics. Now we're moving on to skill. Mindset, tactics, skill. What is skill? And you're like, duh, skill is easy. Skill is being able to do stuff, being able to do things, whether it's skill with a guitar or a piano, or maybe you have skill with a hammer. Maybe you're an exceptional carpenter and you have skill using power tools or hand tools or whatever. Or perhaps uh, when it comes to combat, you have the skill to operate a firearm whether that is a handgun or a shotgun or a rifle or what have you. Skill. Skill requires dedication and commitment. It has been said that education or training combined with dedicated practice produces skill. Now, if you uh, have been listening to us for any amount of time, you understand that there may be people who are naturally adept at certain activities. However, nobody is actually born a good shooter. It takes practice. It takes training. You see, practice is what we do after we have been trained. Training is what we engage in under the eyes, under the watchful eye of a master, under the watchful eye of a subject matter expert. And once we've done that, because we can't train ourselves, right? Uh, Once we have gone through training, then we should know how and what to practice. And then we put that into practice. We make it a reality. Go to training for a couple of days. We understand, we learn what we should be practicing. We learn how to practice. And then when we leave that training school or that training course or what have you, and we return home to wherever it is we're from, then it's up to us to practice what we've been taught. My good friend James Yeager once explained it like this. He said, going to training is like buying a new car on with a loan. He said, you go to the dealer and you get a new car and they sign you up, right? And you're allowed to drive the car off the lot and you're allowed to drive it home, but it's not paid for yet, is it? No, you may put a small down payment or maybe you trade another car, whatever. But when you buy a new car on payments or you get a loan for a new car, you take the car home and as long as you make the payments, well, you get to keep the car and eventually if you make enough payments, it's yours. You own it. Skills the same way. You go to training And you make the down payment, then you leave, you drive off the lot (laughs) and you go back. Now, if you refuse to make the payments, if you don't make the payments, if you don't practice, 
then what you learned at that class will go away. Uh, Physical skills, John Farnham told me in 1986, he said, what I'm teaching you here today, and and I was in a a firearms training, a handgun training class, uh, was a 40-hour firearms training class with John Farnham. And he said, what I'm teaching you here today is a perishable skill. Is if you do not go forward, if you don't go home and practice what I taught you here, you'll lose it. It won't be there anymore. And that's something that people need to understand. They need to understand that going to a class doesn't make you uh, a master. Going to a two-day class or a one-day class or an eight-hour class, that will give you an idea of what you have to practice. But you're not going to master the skill during an eight-hour class or even a 16-hour class or even a 40-hour class. You're not going to master that skill. You might be pretty good. I mean, you might leave the school feeling like, wow, I'm, I'm way better now than I was when I got here, and that should be the case. Uh, especially if you're new, if you're a neophyte and you go to a class, let's say you go to a two-day class, you should be good or better. You should be better when you leave that class than when you got there. That makes sense. But if you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm good now. I, I, feel, I checked the block. I did the training course. I am good. I don't need to train anymore because, well, I'm good now. You're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. You've got to, skill requires lifelong dedication and commitment. It really does. Now, skill is absolutely important, right? Would anybody argue with me that skill is not important? However, we must ask ourselves, is a high level of skill enough for us to succeed and be victorious in combat? If we focus all of our time and mental energy on skill to the, uh, well, to the distraction of tactics and mindset. If we forget about, we don't worry about mindset. We don't worry about tactics. I I don't need that. I don't need the mindset. I don't need the tactics. I don't need your speeches about all that because I'm going to go to the range and I'm going to burn up 500 rounds a week or a thousand rounds a week. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be a top level shooter. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Many years ago, and this is like when I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, I got excited about the martial arts. And I used to read uh, them all the martial arts magazines, especially Black Belt Magazine. And, and there was many of them when I was growing up. And I remember reading a, an obituary or an honorarium of a, a Black Belt instructor, a, a master instructor from a school in New York City. And it was reported that he was stabbed to death on a subway by some street hoodlum punk, right? You're like, okay, that's sad, and why are you bringing it up? Well, if you achieve a black belt level in a martial art, whether it's whatever, fill in the blank, karate, taekwondo, judo, whatever, you probably have a high level of skill, don't you? I'm like, yeah, duh. So how is it? that a person with a high level of skill, such as a black belt instructor, how is it that they get stabbed to death by some untrained street punk? You see, sometimes skill isn't enough. Sometimes mindset and tactics are more important than skill. 
a good friend of mine who carries a gun all the time because that's what you should do as a responsible adult. He was telling me about uh, how he went to a, a match. Uh, he went to uh, a, a, a sanctioned match, a sanctioned shooting match. And then when it was all over, uh, he put his, uh, he, he loaded his gun with the uh, depleted uranium super death killer bullets, you know, the expensive stuff. Because we don't shoot the expensive stuff in matches and training, right? We shoot the, we shoot the full metal jacket or maybe round nose lead if you're still doing that. Uh, the less expensive ammunition in matches and then when it's time for us to load up our guns we put it we put the good stuff in there right so he was telling me how he went to uh he went to the trunk of his car and uh he made sure that he had loaded up magazine with with the good self-defense ammo and he put it on his body uh you know secured it in the concealed carry holster, dropped his shirt or, or jacket over the top of it. He was ready to go out. And he said the other match competitors and I were getting ready to go to lunch. We'd agreed we were going to go to lunch or dinner or what have you. He said, and he noticed all those other guys, all those other uh, master class or, you know, expert class or, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, sharpshooter class shooters, after the match was over, they all went to their, their trucks or their trunks of their cars, and they took off all their guns, and they put them in Pelican cases, and they unloaded them, and they locked them up. And he said that we all went out to, to eat. We got to the restaurant, and they were, you know, as men do, they're, they're jockeying for, for places to sit. You know, who's going to sit where, who gets to choose where they're going to sit on the table. And he said, he looked at him, he said, he goes, here's the, here's the rule. Armed men get to decide. <laughs> armed men get to decide where they sit first. They get first choice, and unarmed men get last choice. And they all looked at him. They're like, oh, yeah, right. Like, you're carrying, like, you're armed. And he said, yeah, actually, I am, aren't you? And of the six people present, my friend there was the only one actually carrying a gun. And you say, okay, cool story, bro. Yeah, it's a cool story because we had six men all went to a shooting competition. They 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 showed off their skill, their expert sharpshooter master level skill. Then they leave the match. They go out into town. They go into a restaurant, sit down, and only one man is actually wearing a gun. What were they planning to do if so? You know, God forbid a bad person or bad people were decide to walk into that restaurant and start killing people. They're going to tell them, oh, you don't understand. I'm a, I'm an Ipstick grand master and you're not allowed to do that to me. What good does your super cool $3,000 match grade blaster? And you can, you got fraction of a second split times and so on and so forth what good does that do you locked in the tr unloaded locked in the trunk of your car when the person who's going to do harm to you or others is standing right there in your face and i've seen this for years i've seen this for years and years and years i've known police officers who did not carry off duty 
Yes, I'm, I'm, I've, no, I've known a lot of police officers who did not carry off duty because they said, well, when I'm not, uh, when I'm not on the clock, I don't need it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the important of mindset and tactics. Skill alone is not enough. Skill is important, but skill must be combined with mindset and tactics. All right, next week we're going to come back, and I told you I was going to keep these short, single topic, and easy to digest, and I hope that this was short, single topic, and easy to digest for you guys. Next week we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about gear. Yes, you're like, hallelujah, finally. Finally, we're going to talk about gear because that's my favorite thing. (laughs) I'm just teasing you. I'm teasing you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for supporting the show. I truly appreciate all of you guys being out there, uh, and I would really appreciate it uh, if you would share the show with somebody uh, and let them know so that they can listen too and that they can also be, uh, well, they can be educated. That's because that's what we do here, right? We're trying to educate you. All right, I am your host, Paul Markle. Please remember that you're a beginner once, a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.